If you've ever had a hard time believing that it's truly possible to create a business and a life that you really want to have, or that you're struggling to give yourself permission to really go after and build the kind of business that you want to have, then today's podcast episode is for you. I'm Carrie Carlisle, and I'll be the first to tell you that there's no one right way to build your business online. There's just a right way for you. After helping hundreds of coaches and course creators sell their programs, I've seen firsthand that success doesn't come in a one-size-fits-all package. And I'm here to show you that you can build your business any dang way you want and to inspire you with stories of different women who have overcome different challenges and have built their businesses in different ways. So let's dive in and help you create a life and a business that you love. This is the Choose Your Own Biz podcast. I am so excited to have my coach and mentor, Jill Stanton, here with us today to talk about how to create a business where you feel good about it and it's truly aligned with who you want to be. Jill Stanton is one half of Screw the 9 to 5 that she runs with her husband, Josh Stanton, and they help entrepreneurs to be able to quit their 9 to 5 jobs and truly step into their vision of who they want to be as an entrepreneur. She also is the founder of the Millionaire Girls Club, and today she's going to talk about all of these decisions that she made, all of the scary moves, all of the big, bold ideas that she had to step into to truly become the person and the business owner that she wanted to be and create a life that felt good to her and in alignment with who she really wanted to be. So without further ado, let's hop right in and have that chat with Jill. Jill, I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped to, I'm pumped to dive in with you, friend. Yay. Okay. So I've known you for quite some time now. I've followed you for, Mm -hmm. I can't even remember how many years now. Gosh, like five. (laughs) (laughs) But for those who are not part of your universe, can you just give us a little bit of a rundown about who you are, what you do, all that sort of, you know, this is me kind of information. The screw universe. Um, So I'm one half of screw the nine to five. My husband, Josh is the other half. And then I am the founder of Millionaire Girls Club. So over on the screw, we help up and coming coaches and course creators get their offers dialed in and selling. Um, and it's our main mission, our, our pure intention to help a hundred thousand, um, up and coming entrepreneurs quit their jobs and get their businesses past a hundred thousand dollar mark. And then over on millionaire girls club, that is, um, my brand where I host luxury, all-inclusive retreats for women who are over the million dollar mark and are craving really deep, meaningful, badass friendships with game-changing women. I love that. I love that. And I have to say, um, shout out to Jill, because I got to be one of the 100,000 people she helped us <laughs> 100K. <laughs> so um, I love that mission. I remember when you first stated that mission for the screw, um, I was like, yes, because once you hit that point, you really do feel like I can do this. I'm a legit Absolutely. business owner. So that's You're like, amazing. I'm never going back. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So how did you get started in like this crazy online business space? Like what is it that motivated you to check it out? Well, Josh was the first one to ever introduce me to like online marketing, online business. But before that, 
I was involved in web TV, but like during the years where web TV was not a thing, I'm talking 2006, the days of MySpace, And I was like this naive 20 something who was like, I'm going to create a TV show and it's going to be a mix of sex and city and the view. And it's called 20 something, but I just, which sounded great. Right. It sounded yeah. super exciting to me at the time. And I was actually in a casting for a commercial that I was up, up for because I was modeling at the time and the producer just asked me like out of the blue like what's one thing you're really excited about and I had never been asked that before in a casting and I was like oh I'm creating a tv show for women in their 20s and he was like I'm a producer let's talk and that was my first foray into doing anything for myself I always knew that I wasn't meant to have a nine-to-five I am like the worst employee you could ever have um I was a bartender for like 10 years and I was towards the end I was like the angriest bartender you could be served by right <laughs> um so I don't do well with being told what to do plus I'm an Enneagram eight um, and I'm a manifester in huge human design. So all of my types are like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so, um, I got started in, in the whole world of online TV and online web shows. And I did that for like two and a half years. And that is what brought me to Australia. But right before I was moving to Australia, I met Josh on a blind date and he was involved. He had a software company and, you know, an affiliate site and all this kind of stuff. And he was my first like real quote unquote mentor. He taught me everything. He taught me how to write for the web. He taught me, um, SEO and email lists and creating offers and like everything. He taught me about online marketing. And I remember back in 2000, it was like late 2011. I'm skipping way ahead here. I actually <laughs> had a social media service at that time for oh. bars and restaurants. And Josh had a previous business with a partner. And around the same time, both him and I were getting pretty disenchanted with our respective businesses. And he said to me, like, what if we create a website together? And I was like, yes. He's like, we should start a business. Yes. And he's like, we should start an affiliate site. And I was like, yes. What is an affiliate site though? <laughs> <laughs> I was so green and he really walked me through the whole process and we just went into beast mode. We just like wrote content. This is 2012 that we finally got this started where the days of like organic SEO was something you could easily do right. Yeah. Like through just like long tail keyword searches and stuff. So, um, him and I just went into beast mode. We'd write content all day, every day for our skincare site. And then we got that making money. We had our first thousand dollar month in a, in a month and then started another one and another one and another one and another one until we had 30, 30 something sites. Um, and around that time we were gearing up for our wedding and people were starting to ask us like, what are you guys doing? for money. Like are you drug dealers, what are you doing? Cause we were traveling everywhere. We weren't quote unquote working anymore. Meanwhile, we we're working like beasts, but still. Um, and so Josh, it was like the day before our wedding guests were set to arrive in Costa Rica and we're sitting on the balcony, having a rum, listening to Bob Marley, feeling all loved up. And he was like, we should start a site to detail our journey because we were about to move to Thailand. I know I'm bopping all over the place. There's a lot of locations going down right now. Um, and he was like, we should start a site to share our journeys with our family. Cause they keep asking. And I was like, I love that idea. What should we call? And he was like, what should we call it? And thanks to Costa Rican rum, I was like, screw the nine to five. And both of us were like, Oh, I wonder if that's available. And so we grabbed it and we sat on it 
because we had never built a personal brand before. We had never put our faces out there or our names out there. We had only ever had these like nameless, faceless affiliate sites. <clears throat> and so we really struggled. That was 2013. We struggled. We threw everything at the wall. None of it worked for the most part. And we just really battled through that first year of having the screw, trying everything. Everything was so disjointed. We had no clarity. We didn't know what it was. We thought it was a travel blog. Then it became like, oh, we should have a course. Like what? Um, and so it was really the most pivotal year because we launched our first program in 2015, excuse me, 13 called badass guest blogging. Josh says I named it. I promise you, I did not. Um, he <laughs> named it and it sold nothing. And I ugly cried for like a day straight. No joke. I day drank. I, I've just felt so humiliated. Um, but it was the most pivotal thing we could have ever learned because it taught us a fundamental lesson in business is sell what you know. What do your, what does your audience want? Not what do you think you want or what do you think they want? Sorry. Um, and from there we started teaching what we knew. We started pivoting into teaching affiliate marketing, um, and using everything we had learned in that side of our business for the last previous two years before that. And from there, things started to really roll for us. That's so awesome. So how did you actually figure out what your audience wanted to hear though? Yeah, we asked I mean, them and they were like, how are you making money? And we're like, Oh, <laughs> that's an interesting idea. <laughs> Light bulbs oh, going off. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That was right in front of our face the whole time. <laughs> so what, it, I'm just curious to know. So like, what was the biggest fear then when it came to creating that personal brand? Was there any fear behind it or was it mostly just like, we don't know how to do this. So it's kind of shooting in the dark or was there a fear at all putting yourself out there? Always, um, I mean, so many, one imposter syndrome, always, who are we to teach this? Right. And so, and this was really before we had any like self-awareness or like consciousness around mindset or choosing your beliefs or reprogramming, reprogramming your thoughts or anything like that. So we were just at the mercy of all these like default beliefs, like you're a fucking fake <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone hates you. <laughs> um, and just all the disempowering beliefs. So who are we to do this? Will this actually make money? What happens if we fail? You know, we were living in Thailand at the time, which was our saving grace because we didn't have to make a lot of money. Right. So we could live really well and still re reinvest back into our business. So that was our saving grace. If we had been in North America during that time, I think we would have had to get jobs because we like that first year, we're so lucky. We still had our affiliate sites, but we weren't really making that much money in the screw. So we had a lot of that stuff going on, like money worries, uh, fear of judgment, imposter syndrome. What if we fail all of that kind of stuff, you know, the stuff that we all deal with when yeah. we're first starting our businesses. Yeah, I think that's like universal truth that at some point you're going to come across every single one of those issues that you just mentioned. I, I mean, mm. I think even as you go through and you start to build your business, you hit a different, <laughs> a different fear or a different limiting belief totally. that you have to, to work through. So fast forward a little bit. The way that I got introduced to you was in a program you have called Screw You, which was mm -hmm. a membership site. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us a little about, about what that was. And then, um, you made like this crazy decision or it looked like crazy to most people, um, <laughs> to shut it down. And I, mm -hmm. I just want to hear the whole story because I think it's important to, for people to hear that you don't have to listen to other people, yeah. <laughs> right? It's your business. 
um, and learning how to lean into what you believe in or what you feel good about. Yeah. So screw you was actually our second program we ever created. We created it as a standalone digital program. So we had our first ever program that actually made money called lifestyle affiliate. And then we had screw you, which was to teach the personal branding side as we started learning that for ourselves. Um, and we quickly transitioned that to a monthly membership community, which is what you're referring to. Mm -hmm. And when I say screw you, it's like screw university, not screw you, Carrie, just for anyone who's like, wow, that's a very aggressive name. Um, um, we thought it was hilarious. Yet another one of my rum induced ideas. So <clears throat> that was our monthly membership community where it, we just wanted a community of people who got the sacrifices and the dreams and what it all took for us to create independent lifestyles, freedom, personal freedom, location, freedom, time, freedom, and financial freedom. Right. And so, and not just us, I mean the community as a whole, and we built that with really no clarity again, <laughs> if I'm being honest, <laughs> like looking back with hindsight, the tagline was you belong here. What does that even mean? Right. And so because of that, we attracted entrepreneurs from all different niches, all different business models. We had e-commerce service providers, affiliate marketers, coaches, course creators, membership site owners. And because of that, now looking back, our biggest lesson there was that the community was disjointed. And so it took a lot of me and Josh trying to be like, mom and dad in the community, getting everyone like united, building connections, building friendships, like helping each other out. Whereas we could have now looking back, of course, like it would have been really smart for us to narrow down to like one specific customer or one specific business model so that we could help them with that and really go all in on that. So because of that, the screw went through or screw you went through so many iterations, right? Like we tried to bring in coaches and we tried to do co-working sessions and camp and we made a virtual campus and like we had live events and meetups and game nights and all these things, right? Because we were just, we didn't really have any clear direction with what screw you was. And yet it was still really successful, even though there was no clear direction, no clear focus around who the target customer was. Um, we had it for three years, three plus years, three, three and a half years. Um, and it got up to making over $330,000 a year. We had 800 members and it was just like, it was the bee's knees. It was full of the most amazing people, as you know. Um, and they called themselves scrammily and, um, and they threw us virtual baby showers and they would come to our live events and our meetups and all this kind of stuff. And then we had a tiny human and everything got turned on its head. It was like the second we had our son, Kai, all of a sudden things just really started feeling off to us, which was quite possibly one of the most scariest places to be in because for three years prior to that, that was like who we were. That was our identity. That was what our business was built around. You know, they called me mama Jill in there. Like it was a huge part of like how I showed up in the world in, and in our business. And when things started to feel off there, after I had my son, when we were thinking to ourselves, like, I don't want to go back to work right now. Um, that threw us through a tailspin of like, Oh my God, what feels off? Why don't we like this anymore? What's going on? What should we do? Oh my God. Um, and from about the beginning of March until end of June, we sat in this like place of just this lack of clarity, this like um, this 
the pain of unalignment really is what I call it. Trying to figure out like what feels off, what isn't working for us anymore and why does it feel off? Um, and so, as you mentioned, like at the end of that pair, like that breakdown, essentially, <laughs> um, we finally had the clarity of it was time to close screw you and, and close this chapter and say goodbye to all of that revenue, which was like in itself a mind F because we're like, huh, all right, we're going to close down our biggest revenue arm in our business in the name of freedom. Now what? <laughs> so. Was yeah. there were there people trying to talk you out of it? Were they were they like Jill, Josh, you are insane. What are you doing? Or did they just kind of let you be? Um, there was a lot of people who were like, "What are you doing?" And there was a lot. There was this one member who I heard through the grapevine afterwards. She was like, "Ew, how do we stop a failure from that like that ever happening to us?" And I was just like, "You know what? That's cool. I you don't. It's not." It's not for you to understand. It was for us. To us, the minute we had that clarity, because again, it happened on a balcony <laughs> where all our big breakthroughs come through. And I remember we were just <laughs> in this place of like this dark place, truthfully. And Josh looked at me and he was like, you know, what business model have we really enjoyed? And I was at this time so burnt out, new momming, all the things. And I was like, nothing. <laughs> and he was like, no, we have enjoyed one affiliate marketing. And it was just this like full circle moment for us to come back to a business model that originally got us the freedom we were craving um, to start our first business together. And then to full circle moment that, and we decided right then and there, like no one could even have tried, like no one could have successfully changed our mind. We were so clear. The minute we gave ourselves to the permission to admit, okay, it's time to close this chapter it was a done deal. Like it was like lying in the cement. This is what we're doing. And, um, that was in the beginning of July, end of June, beginning of July. And we told our members to their face at our live event in September. And then we said like in three and a half months, we gave everyone as much of a heads up as we could three and a half months, um, to close it down. And then at the end of, um, it was like December 31st or December 30th, 2018, we all had a final goodbye, you know, Facebook live where we all shared our favorite memories and shouted out the people who made an impact in us and shared our biggest wins over the years. And it was such a beautiful moment. And it was such an encouraging way from the community for us to close this chapter. And then we started January 1st, 2019 with like a clean slate. We cut everything in our business, not just screw you. Oh, we closed every single offer that no longer felt in alignment with our values, who we wanted to be as parents, who we wanted to be as entrepreneurs and who we wanted to be as humans. So, um, it was like the breath of fresh air that we, we needed. And from there, we used the entire year to just promote things as affiliates and give ourselves the space to figure out our next moves. And yes, a lot of people thought we were fucking crazy <laughs> and it was the best thing we ever did for ourselves. Because in nine weeks in 2019, we made all of 2018's revenue. And that was just such a like, you know, sometimes no one else has to get it, yep. right? Only you have to get it because it's your business and it's your life and it's your fucking decision. And so, yes, you can invite in all the outside feedback. I remember I was telling James Webmore when we were going to shut it down. He was like, wait, what? Like, he was like, so <laughs> genuinely concerned. Why? Oh my God. Are you guys all right? I was like, we're fine, man. We're, we're on fire. We're so clear. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, a lot of people thought we were crazy and it was the best thing we ever did. And we just felt also, I know I keep talking about this, but I get so fired up about it. Um, I felt so fucking proud of ourselves for doing that, for making a decision in service of who we wanted to be and what we wanted to create. And it was the bravest thing we've done in our business. Yeah, I, re- I still remember the, I think it was like, um, it was a Facebook live you did before mm-hmm. you officially shut down um, the membership site. And you were being the most vulnerable I had ever seen anyone be talking about what you had been going through and like the darkness and the heaviness you felt. Um, that was a video that stuck with me forever. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like she is in this moment making this pivotal decision. And I think sometimes it's really hard though for us to figure out, well, how do we give ourselves the permission to be who we want to really be or Mm. to make the decisions that we want to make? Was there anything that helped you get to that point where you did give yourself your permission or you really were, you really just had that balcony moment where Josh was like, we like this, let's just do it. It was just about, I, a few things really one, I just knew that the misalignment we were in was no longer working for us. Like we felt so out of integrity with our message, right? We're the creators of screw the nine to five. And yet we felt like we had a job, (laughs) right? Like we felt so out of integrity with coaching people on this kind of stuff because we weren't lit up by what we were doing anymore. Right. I took nine days of maternity leave, which I'm not proud of, but I just felt like I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't be with my newborn because I had this business, these people relying on us and people did not do that to us. Right. That was a lack of boundaries. I set, and I allowed that to happen. That was all me, but I didn't realize that at that time. And so it was really like, we just knew we couldn't keep going on like this. Right. Like we were either going to burn the entire business down or it was going to severely impact our marriage Mm -hmm. and our family. And so like, what's worse, right? I'd much rather start all over again from scratch and not make that mean anything about me as a person or a human than risk my own self belief, my own marriage, my, my connection with my son, my own time, my connection with myself, right? And the love I wanted to have for myself and the belief I wanted to have in myself and that where we were was no longer worth risking that anymore. I love that. I just love that idea of what is it really costing? Mm. In order and you know to what's crazy what is when we finally told everyone like on our podcast, we were like, we're shutting down all the things we got a flood of messages from people being like, I didn't even know you could change your mind. I was like, me either. But it turns out you can, because guess what, friends? We're the fucking boss. (laughs) Like it's our business. So yeah, you can change your mind. And if you find yourself in a place of like not loving what you're doing, it's on you to figure that out, to change your mind and to tweak and pivot in order to find yourself in a place of integrity, alignment, and loving what you do again. I just heard this at a mastermind I was at. Alignment is velocity. And I was like, hell yes, it is Cody. Cody was the speaker, not just like a random guy named Cody. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I realized that like 
when we finally went to bat for ourselves to create the alignment in our life and our business that we wanted, everything sped up. Everything improved because we made the uncomfortable decision to lean into the discomfort of the unknown and create what we truly wanted for the second half of our, the second chapter, I guess. I love that you just shared that because as you said that, I'm like, that is exactly what happened to me. The moment I stopped listening to every other person telling me what to do mm. and I leaned into what felt good to me, that's when my business started to take off. Yes. And I think that is something that many of us just feel like, um, especially for the pe people who are just starting out in business, they're like, I have to listen to all the gurus and all the big yeah. people have already done it. Um, so I love that you shared that. And I've realized that having too much input and too many voices and too many conflicting opinions, because this space that we're all in, the online business space, it is mad declarative, right? And it's like marketing on crack. So people need <laughs> to stand out. And so they make these huge declarations that this is the only way to do this. And if you aren't doing this, then you're dumb or you're slow or you're falling behind or whatever it is. You're not like worthy of success. And none of that is true. And if I could leave people, not leave because we're not done. But like, if I could offer one thing, it would be like, get clear on what you want, right? What you want right now. How do you want to serve people? What's the business you want to create? Do that. And don't worry about, you know, Johnny from, you know, crushit.com or whatever it's going to be <laughs> saying that you need to do a high ticket coaching program, or you need to do, you know, evergreen webinars, or you're falling behind, you know, whatever it's going to be, just pick something that resonates with you. And that allows you to serve the people you want to serve and make the money you want to make and have the kind of time you want to have and the ease and the peace and the freedom. Amen. That's, that's all I got to say to that. <laughs> so, so you started a millionaire girls club recently. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> I loved, I love seeing behind the scenes as you got that started. Cause I was privileged to be able to, at least you shared some part of it, um, mm -hmm. with us inside of, um, the shift and, um, so I would love to talk about what, what was it that got you to get started with that? Cause obviously you still love working with, uh, Josh and doing the mm -hmm. screw. So this is just mm -hmm. an additional business, right? It's kind of mm -hmm. different than it was before, right? You're not yes. really pivoting. This is something that you felt called to do. So I would love to hear like what, how that got started and what your fears were around it. And I actually, it's funny because I had the idea for it. I had the first inkling that I wanted to do something on my own in 2018, but I was like, oh, there I go again. Just like with all this like pain I'm in, <laughs> just throwing more pain onto mm -hmm. the pile. And it never left me. And in 2019, actually, which is funny, I, I believe that I finally had the clarity around it because we had made this big move and I had all this like mental white space and it just, we were in Bali at the time and <clears throat> I was on a, we were on a scooter ride and it just like clicked for me. I was like, I'm going to start the millionaire girls club. And then I was like, what the F is that? <laughs> like, I don't even know what that is. And I just kind of sat on it and I was like, what could it be? Blah, blah, blah. And then I didn't even believe in myself that I could strike out on my own. And so I sat on it for like 18 straight months, if not more, just not really telling anyone, not really doing anything about it. Just having this like calling on my heart that I wanted to do something. And it wasn't until October, 2020 that I was just like, what am I waiting for? 
Like I so badly want to do this. Our team has been growing. Josh and our team have been like really starting to peel all the stuff away from me. So I had the space to do something on my own. And then finally it was just kind of like sitting back into that place of permission. Like what would it, what do I have to lose? One by trying it. Second, this sounds really fucking cool. I would love to be a part of millionaire girls club. So I'm going to create it. Um, and then third, really like drilling down and figuring out that, what that is. Like, as I started it in 2021, I approached it like I was growing screw the nine to five because screw the nine to five is a big volume play, right? Like it is a mass brand. So we've got funnels and launches and coaching programs and, you know, we're writing a book and like all this, it's like going mass, right? We want to reach as many people because we have the grand vision of helping a hundred thousand quit their jobs and make a hundred thousand dollars. Um, and therefore that's a mass play. And I realized I was building MGC in the same way. So I'm like, I'm going to have these workshops and this course and this funnel and this SLO and this coaching and this retreat and this mastermind. And then I read the book essentialism. And it fucked me up in all the right ways. I was like, oh, because he asked, if you could only ever do one thing, what would it be? And my immediate, my immediate gut reaction was my retreats. And so now I've just shed everything. I've hit a pause on my podcast because the women listening to that podcast are not the ones coming to my retreats. Um, and I'm just going all in on creating my retreats. And I just, I fill those through my MGC mixers, which are just like Zoom calls with just like a bunch of badass women. Um, and so it's just, again, giving myself the permission to peel things away that are no longer serving me and continuously evolve and step into the version of myself I want to be. Um, so there's been a lot of stuff I've had to peel back there. Like I've had a I had a good 10 years of strained female friendships in some of my most formative years. And I used to put the word bullying to it, but I was just at a mastermind with Tony Robbins. And he's so like, he will get straight to the soul of the problem. He's like, you are fucking bullied. <laughs> you were cracked open by some very intense people. And I was like, thanks, Tony. <laughs> Leave it he's to like, Tony. <laughs> yeah. He's so aggressive in how he talks, but it like really gets to you. And he was like, how else are you supposed to understand like how to serve these women? This is like the light shines through the cracks and they cracked you open. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy I'm recording this. <laughs> and so that was another piece I had to peel back is like, oh my gosh, I've had years and years and years of strained, um, very like heavy female friendships, not even friendships. Like I was like surrounded in my car by 40 chicks and like my car was shaking, you know, and like spray painted things on the walls about me at school or like would throw beer bottles at me at parties and like all these like very humiliating, like uh, degrading experiences. And so then to them be like, you know, what sounds like a great idea, serving a bunch of women. <laughs> creating a brand for them. <laughs> um, but I realized that I've continued to do this work is like all that 10 years of these really intense experiences was in service for me to be able to create this brand. Cause how else would I know what it's like to feel lonely, what it's like to feel humiliated, betrayed, backstabbed, talked about, isolated, 
outcasted, right? Like all of that. So it was all in service for me to get to the point where I give myself the permission to start Millionaire Girls Club and to build it into something that is fueled on connection, serving high powered women who are craving meaningful friendships. And so it's just been a never ending process of peeling back the beliefs, peeling back the feels and peeling back the things that no longer serve me so I can step into this next chapter. I love that. And I love this whole idea of looking at what has happened to you and how is it going to serve you moving Mm -hmm. forward instead of staying in the belief that you had about it. So one of the questions I had for you is because you weren't, as you mentioned earlier, you weren't always aware of like Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs or mindset or any Mm -hmm. of that jazz. When did that actually start to open up and come into play for you in your business? Because I mean, to be honest, that is the thing that like I go to you for, right? A a Mm -hmm. loving smack upside the head of (laughs) (laughs) in your mindset. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So when did that that start like gelling and for you? January, 2018 in my condo in Port Moody in like the gloomiest January I've ever experienced because I was 57 weeks pregnant at that point it felt like and I couldn't go anywhere and it was like the dead of winter in northwest North America BC which is so gloomy all in itself and I was just hitting a rock bottom truthfully and I messaged my friend James Wedmore at that time and I was like I just need some book suggestions because I just I need a way to like crack out of this because it might tank me. Um, And the first book I read, he suggested was called dollars flow to me easily by Richard dots. Mm -hmm. That was my first, like, that was like my gateway drug into this. And then from there dissolve the problem. And then from there, um, what was my next one? I read all of Richard. Oh, it is done also by Richard dots. So I read all three of his and then straight into breaking the habit of being yourself secrets of the millionaire mind. Um, I just went on, I went down this rabbit hole of, of starting to, acknowledge what was no longer serving me, what had been holding me back for so long, these limiting beliefs that were keeping me stuck um, and really stepping into who I wanted to be, like consciously creating the thoughts I wanted to think. And I think I went so deep down the rabbit holes because I, I instantly started feeling better, right? Like as I was starting to build the self-awareness muscle and as I was starting to get these insights, I was like, oh my God, I feel happier. And that was just like, that was enough of a, of, of a carrot for me to keep going because I just wanted to feel better in that moment. Um, and also like, honestly, when I had my son, it was like, I had never felt that much like just joy and love and peace and, and calm for three whole days because then I was like, oh my God, I should get back to work. Um, But still like those three precious days where it was just me, him and Josh. And like, we were just in the moment and so present. And I had such a beautiful birth experience that I just wanted more and more of that. And so I just kept going down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole and learning about it as much as, as possible. So I've been at it for, you know, three and a bit years and just, I make it a habit now. Yeah. And I, I love that it, that you refer to it as a habit, because obviously I feel like there's never a place that you get to where you stop yeah. working on that. Um, but because I also, when you do, you go backwards, you slip back into those right? default thoughts. Cause they're so easy to think, but it is kind of addictive. Like you said, I mean, gateway drag probably is the, the most accurate word for it because when you start to realize like everything is just a belief and that you're in charge of it, it's almost mm-hmm. like, you're like, dag nabbit, I could have changed that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now that your eyes are open, you can't really 
go backwards, but I can see where Also, the fact that you just said dagnab, it makes me think that I wasn't supposed to say the F word so many times on this podcast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, friends. (laughs) The first interview comes in with a complete potty mouth. (laughs) It's so funny because I was thinking earlier, um, this is like totally off on a funny tangent, but, um, when I first found you and I started listening to your podcast, which I still listen to, obviously, Mm. um, I remember at the end of it, you used to, uh, if you wanted to go get like the show notes and stuff, you would sing that little song, like, show me your tips. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember, cause you know, I, I'm more like on at that point, I was a little bit more on the prudish side. So I was like, I love her so much. <laughs> Cause it like, it just like played on the edge of things. And I'm like, Oh, I can't stop listening. <laughs> I remember when Josh was like, we should do a section on tips. I was like, oh, we should call it. Show me your tips. <laughs> so good. Um, okay. So I have one last question for you. Yeah. Um, So what would you say to the person who's listening that feels like they just can't really truly live the business and life that they want to have? What would you, what Mm. advice would you give to them? One that's lazy thinking. That really is lazy thinking because you absolutely can. It's just, you're choosing to stay in a place of fear and disempowerment. So number one, know that it's all your fault. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But truly, it's like, it is lazy thinking. You're choosing to default to old patterns that kept you stuck because, or kept you safe, because that way of thinking, that way of being those excuses, that's familiar to you, right? You know how to operate in that mode. You know how to handle the level of stress. You know how to handle the disempowering thoughts you think, or the anxiety you feel, or the sadness you feel, or the stuckness you feel. That's all familiar. And it is the meaning and purpose and freedom and success and impact and wealth and ease and joy and alignment that you want to feel that is unfamiliar to you. And unfamiliar is scary because it's the unknown, it's unpredictable, and it's uncomfortable, and we don't know how to handle it, right? But it's all about making the unfamiliar familiar. Because all of those feelings like ease, peace, joy, alignment, impact, freedom, all of that, meaning, purpose, all of that, you can feel that way now, right? And so it's about choosing to make those states, those ways of being, those habits, those feelings familiar to you and making the chaos, the anxiety, the stress, the worry, the the money thoughts, like the disempowering money thoughts, making that unfamiliar. And when you start to truly change that, you will realize that it is all within your control. And if you can see one person doing what you want to do or some version of it, it means it's possible for you. And I truly, I can't remember who said it, but I believe it to my core is if it's desired by you, it's destined for you. And so I just always keep that in mind because I don't know how I'm going to fill my retreats. Like I want to get a hundred chicks who are at a million dollars plus in their business into my retreats eventually. I don't know a hundred million dollar women. How am I going to do that? Right? So I need to constantly step into the version of me who takes the action and connects with those kind of women. And that comes from me stepping into or embodying being 
that way now. Right. So I, I really think it's just, if it's desired by you, it's destined for you. There's a reason why you want it. And if you want it, well, then you also have the means to make it happen, but it is you and the disempowering automatic default thoughts. You're thinking about your inability to do it, or, you know, what if I fail? What will, what will people think of me if it's all that, that is keeping you stuck and keeping you safe and not moving forward? Wow. I love it. See, that's the, that's the little loving smack upside the head that I got <laughs> so addicted to always hearing. So Jill, tell us where people can listen to you and can connect with you so they can get more of that loving <laughs> smack upside the head. <laughs> yeah. So I'm over on the screw at screw the nine to com, all spelt out, no numbers, or you can listen to our podcast, which is the screw show.com. Sounds like porn, but I promise it's all about business. Um, <laughs> and then our IG is at screw screw the nine to five, again, all spelt out, no numbers. And then if you're interested in Millionaire Girls Club, then that's my IG for that is over at the Millionaire Girls Club. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today, Jill. I learned like a whole bunch of stuff I didn't even know about you. <laughs> and I've been hanging out with you for a while. So I really appreciate you just sharing your story, sharing your vulnerable moments. Um, yeah, I'm so glad to have you here today. I'm so grateful you brought me on. Thank you so much for allowing me to come on and share my story. Are you ready to launch an online course or program but don't know exactly how to do it? Maybe even just thinking about the time and energy it takes to actually launch without your launch taking over your life can make you wanna put on your sweatshirt, pull out the Ben and Jerry's and binge watch friends on the couch. Well, I'm here to say, put that ice cream away, my friend, because all you need is a solid strategic plan, and that's what I'm about to share with you. Inside my Launch and Win Blueprint, I help you create a customized step-by-step -step plan to take you from paralyzing overwhelm frustration to successfully launching stress-free in as little as four weeks. And the best part is that it's only $27. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, get all the details and grab it now by going to launchandwin.com dot com.